Welcome to this week's podcast. I am very, very excited. We all love hotels and we love beautiful luxury hotels. I have two incredibly esteemed guests, hoteliers, with me today. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves, Olivia Richley of Heckfield Place and Valentina DeSantis of Grand Hotel Tremezzo. Olivia, tell us about yourself. Well, what a treat to be here. Thank you so much for asking me, Sheena. I am currently in Sri Lanka, so far away from actually where I work at the moment in the English countryside in Hampshire at Hetfield Place. But Sri Lanka is my home and it's been part of my hotel journey around the world. Um, my first ever experience was in the very north of Scotland at a place called Ackergill Tower. And I married. He took me on a hotel journey that went from Scotland across to Asia, where we were privileged to work for Adrian Zecker for 20 years, starting in Java, moving to Sri Lanka, then to Venice. Sadly, when Adrian was no longer part of Amman Resorts, uh, I left and joined Suneva in the Maldives and spent two years starting to learn my sustainability journey, which I'm very much on with Heckfield, it really underlies everything we do. And I've been at Heckfield for nearly three years now and have escaped to Sri Lanka just for a very short visit because sadly the chap who taught me on this journey died 40 days ago. So we're here to commemorate, celebrate um, uh, an amazing man. Thank you, Olivia. Well, my firstly, our, our huge condolences for for that um, and thank you so much for joining us and what an incredible journey I can't wait to talk to you more about it Valentina tell us everything so uh, let me say as well that I'm very very feeling privileged of uh, of having the opportunity to chatting with you about uh, what is my personal passion since I was born which is uh, hotellerie and hospitality and uh, my, my journey is uh, much less less exotic than the, the one Olivia did because uh, I was born and raised in Como and uh, still uh, I, I live here of course I, I did my my own uh, own path and own uh, journey uh, also outside of my original town so I've been studying in Milan I've been studying in, uh, in the States uh, working consultancy for uh, um, quite a few years uh, after university but um, in 2010 um, as a family we were celebrating a very special year which was the centenary year of the Grand Hotel Tramezzo which is the hotel that belongs to my family since uh, my grandfather bought it uh, almost 50 years ago now. And, uh, and so it was a kind of a unique opportunity to, to join the family company. And so uh, it's, uh, it's uh, more or less 10 years ago that uh, uh, this, uh, this fantastic experience and journey uh, in the hospitality officially started, even if, uh, uh, as I said, it, uh, it really belongs to my heart since I was a child. I took the role uh, of CEO of, of the company and trying to lead in this uh, beautiful grand dam full of history and tradition and full, full of family love uh, in what is uh, uh, the world uh, of, uh, of luxury travel and, and hospitality nowadays. That's wonderful. Grand Hotel Tremezzo certainly is a grand dam and uh, you, you get a real sense of family when you're there in the luxury sense. So that's wonderful. I want to start by asking you both, what does hospitality mean to you? 
to me, hospitality is uh, is really being a guest for uh, for 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 your for your own uh, guest. So opening uh, your home, your arms, uh, and uh, and also all your heart with them, um, and especially especially sharing. Uh, um, with the guest, something that is uh, is very is very personal, is very unique, and uh, it belongs to to the place and, and and to the hotel. So something very intimate. So uh, I think that uh, hospitality now can really have a um, a meaning of of an intimate relationship that uh, that you create with. Uh, each very own guest to uh, to to share something that uh, it's yours and you make uh, yours and um, and really sharing with someone and giving the the privilege of living uh, uh, the place that you love and the place that belongs to your soul uh, in the same way you 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 do with someone else that uh, that comes maybe maybe from very far away uh, just to to discover something more of your country, of your culture, of your place. So sharing is a key word uh, in, in hospitality now. Mm, that's so lovely. Um, my, my description of hospitality is probably a bit cheesy and it's super, super simple, but it's really welcoming people into our home. Um, I mean, the history at Grand Hotel Tremezzo is amazing and it is your family there, is what I can hear from what you've just said. Um, we're still very new, but it's an old house and it's one of those houses that it feels happiest full of people. Um, and so to welcome people there and treat it as home, um, to make friends out of strangers, to introduce people to each other as well as the landscape and what we have going on there. Um, I think, yeah, it's the cheesy one. It's welcoming people home for me is the key to hospitality. Yeah, and, and Olivia, I think that uh, one 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 word that you say is really crucial in hospitality is home. So I think that uh, uh, as a hotelier, you 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 really uh, feel successful when your guests feel feel at home. So it's uh, it's really transforming a hotel into a home. It's uh, it's crucial, especially nowadays uh, in our industry. One of my favorite comments of guests of, of leaving is when they say it felt like home. Uh, and there was one guest book that we had when we were here at Amangala in Sri Lanka and that they had said, but I so wish my home looked like this. <laughs> That's brilliant. Home, sharing, welcoming, all of those such key words. And I think more so now, while people are fed up of being home, they want to go to someone else's luxurious, beautiful home with all the wonderful stuff that comes with it. Now, Valentina, it's a family business and it's something you've grown in. What keeps that feeling alive, aflame, being in the hospitality industry? I was born loving hotels. My, my parents were good travellers, so they took me around the, the world in their trips. And, of course, I've been growing up taking pictures, not only of the beautiful countries we were visiting, but also of the details of the beautiful hotels. So um, really, since I was a child, the hotel experience for, for me was a, a big part of, of, the, of the trip. And um, before I became a mom uh, with two little kids, that now is a, a little bit slowing down my passion and my desire to explore the world. But uh, to me, the choice of the hotel was, uh, was a very big part uh, uh, of my 
three plannings. And um, and so I, I can tell you that uh, I, I've been always loving uh, experiencing hotels first. Uh, and now that uh, um, I have the, the pleasure and the privilege to to work for my own hotel, uh, um, every single day uh, this, uh, this love for, for hotels uh, grows. So I honestly tell you that uh, when I decided to join the family hotel, I was scared. I didn't know what to expect and uh, I was really skeptic, saying, what, what will I do <laughs> every day in a hotel? And I discovered a whole world that, it, that is made... Um, especially of relationship, of, uh, of friendships, uh, of, um, of feelings. So I think that uh, the hotellerie is, uh, is a very, very, very personal uh, um, industry. So uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's somewhere where you can put a lot of your personality and it gives you back a lot. So uh, something that I really, really loved uh, hearing from Olivia is... is uh, um, <laughs> putting together strangers uh, and making them become friends. So this happens to me, and uh, not only with guests, but also with the staff, uh, with uh, the agents, uh, with the uh, journalists. So um, I've created, uh, first of all, an amazing network, uh, not only of relationships, but really, really friendships uh, since I started to work in the hotel. This is the, the fuel that really gives me happiness and energy and more and more enthusiasm every day. So I, I would describe <laughs> this flame uh, this way. All those experiences and constant expression that you're able to fuel through the property. Olivia, what first sparked your love or passion for hotels? Well, I didn't grow up in hotels and we very rarely stayed in them. We were a big family, so often it was camping trips or staying in a chalet and but we very rarely stayed in hotels. It was a super, super, super big treat. And I never dreamt of running hotels. I trained as a graphic designer. I worked as an illustrator. And then I met Francois and he had been running luxury hotels out in the Caribbean. And he said, my darling, we're going to go to somewhere tropical. We're going to live on a beach and we're going to run a glorious hotel. And we ended up in the north of Scotland for three years in the freezing cold. <laughs> it was amazing. But that was my first sort of toe in the water of seeing the experience of creating this amazing tapestry that a beautiful building can become. And then what you add to it, whether it's the food or the lighting or the music or the smell to make it into an amazing experience on every level of sense. And I think the flame sparked into a bonfire once we moved to Java and worked for Aman Resorts and discovered the amazing ways that you can connect with the local community and then share that with your guests. And I think that's one of my favorite things is finding ways to introduce guests in to what's around them, but in a very natural way. It's not sort of tour trips. It's very much getting becoming a part of it and learning about it. And, and that, I think, just keeps on growing in, in, in each property that I've been that flame gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And and I look at each one as a work of art. I think maybe coming from an artistic background, and my kids still keep saying to me, why don't I paint anymore? And it's like, but I do, but it's, it's on a much bigger canvas. Um, it's got six senses. You know, it's not just a two-dimensional. It's not three-dimensional. It's six-dimensional because you have to... You have to look at every angle. If you've driven there, the moment you step out of the car, I sort of want my guests to trust me and 
and place themselves in our hands, that we've curated a journey, we've thought about every detail, that they don't have to think about anything and that there are little tiny surprises, things that can just delight, so small, but it can be a smell or it can be the way someone addresses you or it can be homemade bread or it can be, there's so many little tiny, tiny details that you can do that. So I think, yeah, the flame burns bright, but it started from nothing and, and it gets bigger and bigger. That's wonderful. I love the way you describe it as a as a huge canvas that you just keep painting this massive three D canvas. It's a beautiful way of describing it. How do you think a hotel earns its stripes or builds its builds its reputation as somewhere that's a, a must visit, which both of the properties are? I think with an, a, a new opening, um, it's uh, it's a lot easier when you're part of a big family. So when we were Aman Resorts and opening a new Aman and you were part of the family, there was a great buzz and expectation to opening. It's much harder when it's a standalone property and independent that no one's ever heard of and you've got to stake your flag in a very competitive environment and, and stand out. Um, and that, I think you've got to be quite presumptuous and and maybe try and doing things a bit differently, try and get in front of different audiences. But once you're up and running, it's about having the very, very highest standards consistently and it's not letting it drop. It's making sure that the people who come want to come again and again and they're not going to go to all the other beautiful hotels that surround us. The English countryside is filled with beautiful hotels. So... At the end of the second year, we were up to 27% repeat business. And for me, that is one of my favorite measures of success. But I think for a Grand Dame hotel, like Grand Hotel Tremezzo, I mean, they, you must have so many people who come back again and again because your family's been there. They come and see you. I, I can imagine it having that sort of long reputation with families, not just your multi-generational, but guests who come back. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is beautiful because uh, really you you create uh, long standing uh, long standing uh, friendships with many guests. But uh, uh, I think uh, that we are lucky because uh, it's a story that uh, started one hundred years ago. But uh, you you Olivia just started to write this book, and I think also putting putting the first uh, word uh, of of such an exciting story is. Uh, has a, has a beautiful, beautiful uh, aspect that, uh, for example, I would never have the opportunity to have. So uh, I took over something uh, already existing. But uh, even with an historical hotel, I would say that the possibility to give your own imprinting and uh, give your personality to the place is always very, very open. And uh, and this uh, year by year is an enrichment uh, even for guests that return and, and come back. And of course, becoming a must-visit hotel uh, to me relies uh, a lot on the kind of memories that uh, uh, that you build, uh, that that you are able to create for your guests. So whenever you are able to uh, create a unique of a kind memory, something very special for them, and uh, and and when you, when when really guests leave you happy and eager to return this is what makes a hotel a must visit of course a beautiful location a beautiful building impeccable service these are all uh, all things that cannot cannot be missing so but these are the standard 
things. So it can be a smile, it can be a little gesture, it can be just uh, noticing something little in your guest and uh, and making it becoming a, a special memory and uh, and giving them something that will stick in their mind in their hearts for for the next years uh, is really is really what uh, with what, what makes a hotel an an icon to visit and just to add to that also making your guests all feel like vips how do you go about doing that and ensuring their stay is vip well i think it's it's easier to do in a small hotel because it's about the amount of attention that you can give them. So we we have, if we're completely full, we have 90 guests. Um, and so there's 45 rooms in total. And so there's a very um, individual sort of journey when you make your reservation and planning what we're gonna do. When they arrive, I try and meet every guest on the front door um, and have five or 10 or even 15 minutes. When it's old friends, you're sitting you're there for an hour chatting, but planning about what they're going to do. And so then it's making sure that they meet the people that are going to show them the trees or they make sure that they're booked in for the James Bond movie or we make sure that they're going to be able to take in part of one of the workshops that's going on. It's, it's trying to have that individual contact with everybody and, and plan their journey through, through the hotel to make sure that they see the things that they're most interested in. So yes, I think it's individual contact is the thing that is the most VIP for me. Yeah, I agree totally with you, Olivia. And uh, we have uh, uh, a little bit uh, more challenging numbers because, uh, uh, I mean, we are just double the size, exactly. So you you deal with uh, uh, 45, uh, 90, 90 guests for 45 rooms and we have 90 rooms or so for a total of 180 guests. But we are lucky enough to have a fantastic staff, uh, which is really part of the family so this is what impress is impressing me every day and makes me so happy and proud uh, because uh, every team member of the grand hotel tramezzo feels the hotel like like its own property and like its own world so they all feel the responsibility of of making guests happy and so uh, it's a big teamwork um, and uh, we do them together, uh, but uh, but the, the the main uh, concept that is behind uh, this overall concept is exactly what you say. So what I always uh, uh, like to say is that uh, in in our hotel don't exist the VIP guests; they are all VIP. It's not uh, de- just depending on how much you spend, how much you are VIP. I think this is uh, this is something that uh, when you manage to achieve, uh, makes a lot of difference. Uh, in the case of both Heckfield Place and Grand Hotel Tremezzo, there's a real sense of thoughtfulness and consideration to detail. Olivia, can you speak a little about the makers involved at Heckfield Place, from Sky's Food, Flowers by Kitten Grayson? There's some wonderful collaborators. We have a, an amazing gathering of people around Heckfield Place. Um, our owner spent nine years developing and restoring the building and had time to bring some really special people on board Sky Gingell has been at Heckfield for over seven years now. Um, she's an amazing chef, has a beautiful restaurant in London called Spring, and just champions the quality of produce, uh, seasonality, and was instrumental in converting our farm into a biodynamic farm. So we have 436 acres at Heckfield. 
and we have our own dairy herd so we have all our own milk and cream and butter chickens pigs uh, bees sheep 700 trees in our orchard and then five uh, acres of market garden so as well as growing all the fruits and veggies and herbs and salads for the hotel all year round we also grow all the flowers for the house so we have the biggest cutting garden which is utterly magical so both sky and kitten um, will plan their menus or the flowers that are going in the house from a year before and then we will do the planting plan according to what they want on their plate or in their vase. Um, so there's this amazing jigsaw puzzle that's put together to ensure that we have absolutely beautiful produce and beautiful flowers. So at the moment, the tulips are going absolutely crazy. We planted over 25,000 tulip bulbs last year and there's no one to show them to. It's utterly devastating. So nobody in the hotel... Um, but they are all being sold via our produce boxes and via uh, Sky's produce boxes, which she sells through spring. So all of the things that we'd planned for last year, for these months, um, are, we are selling off the estate and not in the hotel. But that's the sort of level of detail is that everything is everything that we can is is grown at Heckfield. We can't do lemons, though. They do still have to come from the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> That's that's not a bad thing. <laughs> what, what a beautiful experience for every guest to enjoy and appreciate that. Well, we encourage guests to come and walk the gardens, uh, to meet our gardeners who are very happy to share what they're doing. And we do different talks and workshops so people can come and learn about all of the different things that are going on on the land at Heckfield. It's, it's really a, a major part of it, the underlying philosophy. The aim is to still be there in a hundred years time using this model and create a circular economy within the estate with the business, yeah, the, the farm providing the produce for the hotel, which then can supply, yeah, a very nice circular economy on our estate. Wonderful element of sustainability there. Mm. Valentina, how much does history and heritage play a part in the Grand Hotel Tremezzo and how do you use this or how does this impact change? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, change uh, uh, is always driven by by our our tradition and roots. So, so um, I can really very proudly say that uh, uh, Grand Hotel Tremezzo is uh, is is of course an historical place, but uh, it's uh, it's growing, improving year by year. So we are a seasonal property, and so. We always focus uh, the months of closure in doing new projects, new works, uh, um, updating, renovations, uh, new facilities. So it's um, it's a never-ending uh, improvement uh, <laughs> improvement effort. Uh, the one that uh, I'm carrying on with my family. So um, I think that uh, one of the beauty it's uh, and the peculiarity of of, uh, of the hotel is that it. It really uh, remains loyal to uh, to its roots, uh, and uh, it makes uh, absolutely of the his, its history, its family history, its traditions uh, that are so long standing and more than centenary old. Uh, the flagship of of um, of the kind of hospitality we are really able to deliver at the hotel. But at the same time, it's a place that it's reinventing itself uh, every year after year. So uh, every every time uh, we we have the pleasure of welcoming back uh, 
uh, a guest that be, have been staying with us uh, maybe twice per year, but uh, uh, sometimes even uh, every two, three years. So it really changes the a lot of the behavior also of, of uh, our aficionated guests. Uh, um, but uh, we have always something new, something special, something that is... Uh, um, uh, like a little surprise uh, to share with them. So uh, we, 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 we are really happy and uh, uh, we try not to make our guests bored. So they will find everything that they want to find at the hotel, but also some little news and surprises that uh, will make their, their experience uh, fresh and uh, slightly different than the previous one. So there's such a huge importance for both properties or hotels generally of just constantly involving, constantly surprising, constantly treating guests and making sure that each time they come, it surpasses the last visit, if it could get better. So it's it's never ending, but it's wonderful. Olivia, you mentioned the Aman a couple of times before, so you've got an incredibly impressive CV. General Manager Amangala Sri Lanka, Aman Venice, uh, Maldives, Soneva Jani. And now you're effectively Lady of the Manor at Peckfield Place. On the front, as a guest, hotels work very hard to showcase and experience and make sure they have a very seamless journey for the guests. But there must be many stories from behind the scenes at the hotels. Can you share any amusing or heartwarming tales with us? Gosh, there's so many. There is a book, and I always meant to write things down. Uh, of course, I never wrote all of them down, but there's some, yeah, there's so many stories. Um, I, the Lady of the Manor is one of many different titles I've been called over the years, which range from Chatelaine to Directress to Headmistress to Mother. <laughs> um, and even in Java, my actual business card said that I was the Ibu Rumatanga, which means the housewife of Amanjiwad. And so Lady of the Manor is just a new handle that I'm <laughs> having to assume. Um, I guess one of the, I mean, one of the most heartwarming, well, for me, and I think from being back in Sri Lanka, sort of brings it closer again. Was we opened Amangala 15 days before the tsunami, and Gaul was very seriously affected. Uh, just under 3,000 people died in this town, but the hotel was in the old fort, and we became a haven for the local community. All the women and children slept in the hotel in the main rooms on that first night. Um, and the British High Commission set up from there, and we were a rescue centre, and we fed people for weeks afterwards, and then got very involved in the rebuilding programme. And still to this day, I get people who stop me in the street in Gaul um, to thank me for what I did then. It, see, uh, it was such an amazing thing to be able to help a community in that way. While I hope I never, ever have to go through an emergency like that, I was very glad that we were here and that we were able to help. And at Heckfield, behind the scenes was you know, now having cows. Now, this is the first time that that's been part of any hotel that, that I've run. Uh, we have 37 Guernsey cows, which are these beautiful brown and white girls um, who in the winter, they overwinter in this beautiful round barn that looks like a spaceship. And in the summer, they're out on our amazing fields. Um, and we have a dairy. It's learning all these new things, that, which is the bit I enjoy about hotels. Um, and every day, there's something different. But I think those two would count as heartwarming. There's untellable tales as well of things that we see behind the scenes, things we're asked for, um, emergencies that happen, being part of people's you know, celebrations and also commiserations. It's, um, 
I think to be a hotel manager, yeah, you have to wear so many different hats. And you maybe don't have to be expert in all, but you need to be a jack of all trades and be ready to turn your hand to whatever anyone asks. I think it's never say no. It's like, yes, of course we can do that. How the hell do we do that? It's this, <laughs> uh, but you find ways. Um, it's one of the joys of the job. It keeps it interesting. Oh, it's never dull. <laughs> if my timelines are correct, you were the GM at Amman Venice in 2016 when the Clooney's wed. Is that right? Oh, yes. That, that must have been quite an experience. I mean, the level of preparation and logistics, but security. Um, how do you navigate an event like that? Well, we've got a huge amount of support from, from them. Um, I mean, it was a, such an extraordinary privilege. I guess when you look at high points in careers, that would definitely be up there as the icing on the cake. Um, there was a huge amount of work that went into it. Uh, from all sides. But I think the bit that I'm the most proud of is that not even my team were aware that we were doing the wedding for them until three days before and that we managed wow. to keep it completely secret. And the only reason that my that, we, that, that my financial controller found out is that they did the transfer for the deposit in their own name. And so, and so I've given them a code name. <laughs> suddenly my financial controller is like, why have we got this much money from? <laughs> but yes, it was an amazing privilege to be a part of. And there were so many different teams of people that made it happen. But yes, one of those Wonderful. moments that I will never forget. Speaking of Hollywood, Valentina, in 1932, the film Grand Hotel... Greta Garbo referred to the Grand Hotel Tremezzo as that sunny, happy place. What components are required to make the hotel and do you continue to make the hotel a sunny, happy place? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the sun is a, is a, is a component uh, that, uh, that of, of our kind of hospitality that is not only uh, very, very desired in terms of weather, but uh, it's also... Uh, a symbolic, uh, symbolic component that uh, we always uh, uh, want to have uh, to offer our guests. So um, I think that uh, with a smile, uh, we managed to, to keep on being a sunny, happy place. So uh, trying to make people happy, but uh, also being always happy. One of the nicest compliments that uh, that we receive uh, quite often is that uh, the guests are impressed of how happy and uh, um, that all, all the team look uh, I think that the sun is our, in our hearts first so and then it's very it's very easy to uh, to share share this feeling and uh, and we have a we have a motto that uh, is inspired by a very very famous uh, phrase that Walt Disney said and we just lightly transformed that uh, if you can dream it we can do it so um, is just thinking that everything is possible, uh, like Olivia said. You know, <laughs> you always have to say yes, and then you will find a way to make it happen. And uh, when the attitude you have to do so is uh, always uh, being enthusiastic and seeing challenges uh, like uh, incredible opportunities and not uh, obstacles, uh, um, is really the way you 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 can keep a place always sunny. That's wonderful. And we hope that sun comes again, because, of course, hotels have all been closed for the past year. When a hotel's reputation precedes it, it can set really unrealistic expectations for guests. What is the biggest or most left field request either of you have had or noted during your time in hospitality? Have you 
any mad stories that you're willing to share? There are so, so many. Um, but the most recent one is a family that took over the whole hotel last year. And uh, to ensure that we got their booking, they wanted us to add a pool, which is coming with our new spa at the end of this year, but wasn't there last year. So we built a pop-up pool. I've never done that before. Then they wanted a football field. So we converted one of our lawns into a football field. Then we had to do a big ceremony, uh, a Hindu one, which we've never done before. And then they wanted a fun fair. And so all of these things, during COVID sort of lockdown and procedures, we managed to do all of it. Anything is possible. Anything is possible at Hetfield. <laughs> Say Even yes to everything. Especially <laughs> during COVID times. The challenge, yeah, huge challenge. Yeah, I, I'm in the same... Uh, I mean, there are so many, so many strange requests that uh, we receive. I mean, strange, uh, big requests that we receive, uh, but uh, they, they become so, uh, so so much frequent that uh, in in some way you you become used to. Um, one of the really fun ones uh, when was uh, for um, a proposal where the groom-to-be asked us to organize a flash mob and have all the staff <laughs> dancing around <laughs> the bride once after she said yes. So, uh, But, uh, I mean, I think that uh, every kind of these, uh, uh, these, uh, these requests that at first sight can look very weird and very impossible, um, as Olivia say, then they become possible they become fun projects they become something to remember uh, and something to laugh uh, for uh, in the in the in the following months and years to come and uh, as i already said uh, uh, what we really like to say is that uh, if you can dream it we can do it so uh, it's uh, it's really i think can really be a mantra for for many hoteliers What's happening behind the scenes? How are you preparing to reopen? I know Italy's still a little vague for international, also the UK, but we have a date for the UK at least. We are preparing the reopening, hopefully for end of April, um, having been forced to postpone it slightly, given the still current situation, which is quite uncertain. But um, uh, as every year, we are never stopping. So, um, as I said, we're seasonal. So, um, we are used to to have few months closed every year. Of course, uh, and these ex extraordinary closures uh, um, impacted quite a lot. Uh, but uh, we are keeping to. We are trying to uh, to consider them like. Um, always opportunities uh, to uh, work behind the scene without uh, disturbing the guests and uh, having the possibility to perfection everything. And, uh, and uh, as I said, uh, adding news and preparing little surprises for guests. So uh, even this year, even after 2020, which, the, which uh, looked uh, uh, in some way like a very, very challenging uh, season, but uh, at the end of the story, uh, for, for us, like for many other hotels, uh, turned out to be also a very enriching season. So I can really say that results were much uh, less terrible than what we expected because people were really eager to come back to travel and, um, and also teach us uh, how to always uh, have a solution for everything, always uh, play the show with the smile, whatever the situation it is, uh, 
I think that uh, we we really uh, came out from from this uh, quite uh, weird year, let's call it like that, with uh, with many lessons learned. And so we took uh, uh, these months of closure of this past winter, like always, like a, like a personal challenge to over overpass, uh, overcome ourselves, and do something better and uh, uh, and improve. And uh, and so we we really hope that uh, we will uh, be able to open the doors of the hotel soon with new renewal energy. It's so challenging, isn't it? The last year has been so challenging for hotels. We were shut for 135 days last year and we haven't reopened since Christmas Day. And it seems so strange. I think weird year is a very good description, Valentina. We hope to reopen if everything goes well with Boris's roadmap uh, on the 17th of May. Um, We've also been allowed to open outdoor restaurants. So on the 12th of April, we are taking Marl, our main restaurant, onto our Italian terrace and creating an outdoor space for dining. And we have been overwhelmed with demand. And I think we're pretty much sold out. We've still got a few tables for afternoon tea on a weekday, I think, is all that's left. But we'll reopen the hotel on the 17th of May and have just seen amazing demand. It was the same last year when we were allowed to reopen all of those Brits that usually travel all over the world were desperate to go somewhere. So Heckfield really has benefited from closed borders and and having an amazing domestic market. But during the shutdown, we've been able to find ways to share our produce, not just through the hotel, but with the local community and in London. We've taken a lot of our assembly program, which is our curated program of events online. So We have our assembly talks on our IGTV channel. So, yeah, all sorts of different things worth having a look at. And then our spa team have put together the Bothy Hour. So we have free wellness classes, yoga, meditation, personal training, and even wild swimming classes, uh, which have been going through this second lockdown. As we get ready to reopen, I think taking advantage, just like Valentina does in Italy, that when we're shut, we can do all these amazing maintenance projects and repaint and make sure we're looking beautiful. And we're busy working on our beautiful new spa, which will open at the end of the year. Gosh, that's wonderful. So there's a hell of a lot happening across both hotels and a really vibrant, revived new opening that everyone has to look forward to. Um, well, we, we can't wait to visit. That's wonderful. I have one final question. What do you believe is the passport to becoming and remaining a world-class hotel? Becoming a world-class hotel is uh, uh, is um, is not an easy job, but uh, uh, as I think uh, Olivia and me uh, expressed in every word, uh, is a very fun job. So uh, it's challenging sometimes, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's such a three hundred sixty degrees uh, project, and that. Uh, that the, the passion and enthusiasm are never never lacking are never missing and so it's it's a it can be a long journey but uh, it's a fun journey and once you get there you you cannot uh, make it without it anymore uh, we're in the, an independent property so uh, as i already explained we really rely a lot on on our own values philosophy uh, family tradition uh, of course uh, we are also lucky to have incredible partners uh, which uh, which helped uh, us in many many uh, 
um, aspects like uh, we, be, we belong to preferred hotels and resorts and uh, uh, they also uh, help uh, us a lot when the, when the big uh, player arena is, uh, is, uh, is very big for us as, a, as an independent property but uh, standing faithful to, to what are your beliefs uh, uh, is always a, a crucial, crucial part of remaining to the top that you have reached. So it's a nice passport to to just trust what you are and uh, and uh, being satisfied in what you're doing. I think it's not just 360 degrees, it's 365 days. It does take over your whole life <laughs> doing this. Yeah, I agree. It is that, isn't it? All of those things you just need to keep on giving all the time. And I think the thing I would add to make sure that you remain as a world-class hotel is obsessive attention to detail. I think there is just that in everything you do. It's checking and double-checking and coming up with new ideas and just taking the experience up to the next level each time, inspiring your team, investing in your team. And then, of course, the very last bit is just taking the greatest of care of your guests and visitors. As Francois would say, like taking care of angels fallen from heaven. There cannot be a better way to finish that. Thank you both so much. Incredibly inspiring. So much hard work goes into everything you do. And as guests, we see that completely. So thank you for all those wonderful experiences you gave us as hoteliers. And um, we can't wait for the hotels to open and all of us visit. It's It can't come soon enough, but I wish you both very safe openings, successful years ahead. Where can we follow you uh, personally or the hotels on social media? Oh, everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> it's there everywhere and if you go to our website you can sign up for our mailer which we send every two weeks which has all the info on the boffy hour as well as everything else we're doing at heckfield the rain's just come back so forgive me it's a tropical storm coming in so if it gets a bit noisy apologies such a nice lovely sound <laughs> even even for us you can find the hotel uh, for on any social media uh, i'm I'm a little bit more shy, so I don't put so much on, on, on social media, my personal life, but a lot of my hotel life. So um, you, you, you can, of course, uh, uh, anyone that is interested can find a lot of nice new angles and nice new surprises uh, on, on, on the social and on the web. And we're working on many, many nice things like a journal speaking about Lake Como and their faces and their tasties and... Uh, um, so it's very easy to, to find some tremezzo and some orange, which is our color trace uh, around to, to follow them. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, you can catch up on our past episodes where we discuss 2021 wellness as well as food and culture, available on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also catch all of season one there too. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe as we release a new episode every two weeks.